Welcome to our Thursday edition of The Hangout, episode 12 for those keeping track at home. I'm Will DeBrava, and with me as always is my co-host, Ted Ushane. Hello, everybody. I am glad to be here today. All right, Ted. We begin every one of our shows the same with this one simple question. What are you drinking? All right, so this is probably going to be one of the more controversial drinks I've had, um, because this is a you either love this or you hate them type drinks. Um, I, people know I love beers. I, I love unusual beers. I'm not a huge fan of fruited beers like blueberry wheats or those sorts of things. There is a fruited beer that I am a sucker for and I am always a sucker for. And that is a well-made pumpkin beer. Um, I don't, I think there's a ton of them out there that are horribly made. Uh, however, there is one that I've had that I get every year. It is always, always, always the first pumpkin beer I get every single year. And it was the first pumpkin beer I ever had. And that is Dogfish Head's Pumpkin Ale, um, which is a tremendous pumpkin beer. It's honestly probably one of the best ones out there. It's a brown ale base. Uh, weighs in at about 7%. It's not terribly heavy. Um, and it's just a beautifully well-made beer with real pumpkin, real spices, just about the perfect, uh, pumpkin beer. And it makes me think that at some point soon, it will be fall here, even though today it was a hundred degrees outside. Well, what about you? What are you drinking? Bourbon. Which is good. Cause do you know what today is? Uh, educate me, Ted. What is today? Today is September 1st. That's it. No. Oh, well, thank you. Um, it is, September is Bourbon Appreciation Month. So, Perfect. very appropriate that you are enjoying a bourbon on the first day of Bourbon Appreciation Month. Well, awesome. Well, let me let me elaborate, tell everyone what bourbon I'm drinking. It is the Four Roses Single Barrel, my faves, drinking it neat. So, um, I was going to go a little different, but I had a kind of big dinner, and I didn't really want to make a big drink. So, keeping it simple, bourbon. Can't go wrong. Hey, September Bourbon Month. Happy Can't go wrong today, with that. guys. That's right. So, Ted, what's on our show today? We've got a fun show today that's going to focus on two main topics. First up, we're going to preview the major college football games coming up, and then we're going to spend some time doing our fall movie preview uh, before going over some entertainment quick hits and finishing with a look at this weekend's box office predictions and then going over our plans for the weekend. Well, that's a lot, Ted, so let's get going. All right, well, this weekend marks the first full weekend of college football, and they are hitting the ground running with some major games uh, being played. We've got number 5, OU, playing number 15, U of H. Number 16, UCLA, playing Texas A&M. Number 18, Georgia, playing number 22, South Carolina. Number 20, USC, playing number 1, Alabama. Number 11, Ole Miss, playing number FSU. And then we've got your Longhorns playing number 10, Notre Dame, and my Louisiana Tech Bulldogs playing at Arkansas. So, Will, how do you see these major games playing out? Well, let me break down each and every one of the Saturday games. No, I'm just kidding. I do, I do want to start out by telling everyone we're, we're doing this Thursday night, and we do have, Ted, a top 10 team in action. As we're airing, as we're um, recording this, number 9, Tennessee, at home, at halftime, down 13 to 3. That's crazy. State. So we'll keep tabs on that one. We might have a uh, an upset before we even get to the weekend, Ted. Well, uh, 
talking about these games, let's just we'll just go in order as far as seeding. So, like you said, you mentioned you got Houston from your neck of the woods mm-hmm. against Oklahoma. Ted, that game is actually in your your neck of the woods at Energy Stadium. Yes, so, the the yes, where yeah, where the Texans play. Um, I uh, I so would love to see a Houston upset, Ted, but I just don't see it. Um, I think Oklahoma is going to come out strong and gash any of those feelings the Houston Cougars had for running the, running undefeated and having the first you know non Power Five conference to get into the playoff. It's going to end the first week, unfortunately. Oklahoma will beat Houston. I feel it may not even be close, Ted. Yeah, I, um, I you know, I, I think that this is going to tell folks if U of H is ready to play with the big boys, and I think the answer is going to be no. Um, I'd love to see U of H pull out a win, uh, but I think they've still got some time before they're ready for that, and, and, and OU is going to pick up the win. I, I uh, completely agree. Next game we're going to look at, Ted, Florida State, uh, preseason number four against number 11, Ole Miss. This game is also in a crazy area. It's in Orlando. So I guess you kind of give the edge to Florida State as far as the crowd. Um, this is uh, on Monday. This is the last game of the weekend, Ted. Labor yeah, Day, no, it's like this first week of college football is a little unstable. Um, yeah, as far as where the games are played. Wait, and when. We've got Saturday games. We've got Sunday games. We've got Monday games. I'm like, this is not yeah, no got, college football is Saturday and maybe. Well, you know, I I, Thursday. I usually agree with you, Ted. This is the one weekend I'm okay with it because we got no NFL. No, I I, I get that. So, I get that. Yeah. So um, as far as this game goes, I think Florida State's going to win again. I don't think it's going to be close. The key thing for this is you know Florida State. Um, has a freshman quarterback, Richard Freshman, making his first college at snap. So maybe we'll see some uh, uh, some nerves out of him, and Ole Miss will keep it close. But again, I I don't I think Florida State uh, is going to win and keep keep their uh, hopes as far as making the playoffs again. Yep. Um, uh, next game, yeah. Any, any, any thoughts on that game, Ted? No, you've you've basically said everything I was going to say. Okay, another crazy game as far as location. You've got number five LSU against Wisconsin at Lambeau Field in Green Bay. I first game at Lambeau Field, I, first college football game at Lambeau Field, I think in like fifty plus years. Yeah, that's. I uh, that was not a whole lot. I want to say. Yeah, I was gonna say I I, I think LSU is gonna win that one. The key part of this game, which is interesting, is going to be uh the LSU running back Leonard Fournette, who was a Heisman finalist last year. Yep. Against the Wisconsin front seven, which is really good, very veteran Wisconsin defense, finished number four in the country last year in rushing defense, second in total defense. So hey, is Leonard Fournette gonna be able to come out and start strong on his Heisman push this year? We'll see. I don't think, honestly, I think it's going to be a little sluggish coming on, but LSU will get the win. I agree. I will actually say the opposite. I think you're going to see the same thing you saw last year with Fournette, where, you know, Fournette, the first four games of the season, he was on pace for like 2,500 yards, and everybody was talking about how he was going to break every single rushing record in college football, and he ended up with less than 2,000 yards. And some of that's because of who he played at the beginning of the season versus playing SEC the rest of the year. But I also think Fournette, especially with his style, is a fast starter, and then he peters out. So I actually expect a huge game from Fournette, and LSU will win. 
Yeah, that, I mean, that wouldn't surprise me, Ted. Wisconsin is historically letting me down. Anytime I think they're good at something, they do the opposite. So you know what? Maybe their front seven really isn't that good. Leonard Fournette runs for 200, and they get, and they get the easy win. Uh, next game, Ted, number one co- team in the country, Alabama, uh, against 20 U- uh, USC Trojans. Again, this is in my neck of the woods at AT&T Stadium, Jerry World, uh, the Death Star. This is 8 p.m. Saturday. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. for us, our time in Dallas. Um, again, I'm going. I'm going chalk here. I think number one Alabama is going to roll. Um, both both schools are starting new quarterbacks, so it will be interesting how they play again. But again, got to go with Alabama. Yeah, I think Alabama wipes the floor. I, I I really do. Nothing against USC, and I think USC will end up being a top 20 team by the end of the season. Yeah. But I think there's just such a discrepancy in the talent there that, <clears throat> excuse me, that USC's just, or Alabama rather, is just, they're just, as much as it pains me to say it, and I am not an, I do not like Alabama, I, I, I do not like the coach, um, but I recognize that they are head and shoulders above everybody else right now. Yeah, and as far as my picks go, I'm going with my brain, not my heart. My heart would definitely be rooting against Alabama, but you know what? I, I think they're just too good. Um, a forgotten storyline for this game is uh, Alabama's OC. If you don't know, it is Lane Kiffin, yes. who used to be the head coach of USC. So you know, you, you have to think he's got some things up his up his sleeve. He wants to put lots of points on his yes. former team. He, absolutely, that's a really good point, Will. Um, has he? Have they played since he's been back in college? No, it said that the last time these two teams had played was 1978, Holy which was a great shit. year because that was the year of my birth. A great year, 1978. Yes. Now, okay, Ted, now I'm going to switch and I'm going to go with my heart because okay. we're moving to my team, Texas, um, hosting number 10, Notre Dame. This is the only game Sunday night, um, ESPN, ABC. Actually, it's on ABC, so 7.30, 6.30 Central Time. That's good. So it's okay, not on the I'm, Notre Dame Network. I've already said I'm going with my heart. I think Texas wins. I think Lady Luck finally finally blesses my Longhorns. And uh, I know. I just don't. start the year with, with a win over Notre Dame. I, I feel you, Will. And I'm going to go with my heart later on. But, like, I... Well, I think the problem is, quite going, frankly, there's a couple, there's a couple issues with, te- with, Long, with Texas. One is their quarterback. And, yes. and, well, and I don't, sorry. So I have two issues with, with Texas. One is their quarterback, and two, I, I've i not been impressed on a consistent basis with Charlie Strong getting his team ready to play. Sometimes he will. Like, yeah. when his back is against the wall, he will. Otherwise, they walk out sometimes totally flat, and you don't understand why. And that worries me here. Well, I- I completely understand. And then they then they have that game like they did against Oklahoma last year where they come out and they dominated that game. Um, there's a lot of pressure on Charlie Strong. You know, they started the season out very slow last year. They got whooped by Notre Dame in South Bend, 38-3. to So they have to come out strong. And, uh, you know, I think they're going to start the true freshman, Shane Bouchelle. And I just got Notre Dame on upset watch. I mean, I think that, I think that embarrassment that Texas held last year – they're, they built on that. They, from what I'm, everything I'm reading and hearing about UT, is the team is is cohesive and they're strong. And Charlie Strong has this confidence about him this year 
and everyone is believing that this can be a special team. They can just get they can just get the quarterback to step up. And I do truly think Shane Bouchelle is a special quarterback. He's gonna um, have to be. Keep in mind he has like he has like four or five I think he has four or five brothers, Ted. They all went to OU. Really? He I didn't know that. Went to Texas. That's interesting. That's an interesting Interesting uh, Thanksgiving dinner, you would think, with them. So, and also keep in mind, Notre Dame—they're fighting. They're fighting some off-field distractions. Don't think it's going to play a huge impact. I think it's more going to be Texas coming out on all fires. It's a sellout, as you would expect, playing Notre Dame. So, let's just see. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 I think it could be a really good game. Um, and again, as we as we discussed earlier. Um, this season's make it or break it with Charlie Strong. Like he's got no excuses. I, this is one hundred percent his team, his oh, talent, exactly. his players. Yeah. Uh, he needs to put up or shut up. Um, he didn't have to win the national championship, but he they need to be a top twenty team um, by the end of the year, uh, and have shown massive improvement. And, and Bouchot could be the future um, quarterback. But they're gonna have to. He's gonna have to show some really strong development throughout the season um, for them to be successful. I, I completely agree, and I can't wait for the game, man. Lots of good games. The last one I want to talk about, then I'll turn it over to you, Ted. Is number eighteen Georgia um, against number twenty-two North Carolina? This is basically a home game for Georgia. It's at the Georgia Dome, so uh, I'm 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 rolling with the with the uh, with the uh, Georgia Bulldogs. Oh yeah, big time. Big time, completely agree. Uh, this is this, yeah. I keep my, if, for those that don't remember, Kirby Smart, former uh, OC, or I'm sorry, former defensive coordinator of Alabama, is the new coach of Georgia. So you know he wants to get his uh, coaching career off to a great start, and I think he will. Yep, agreed. All right, the last game we'll talk about is my team, Louisiana Tech Bulldogs, playing at Arkansas. Um, it's been quite some time since we played Arkansas. Although I think the last time we did play Arkansas, Louisiana Tech won. Uh, I'd love to see Tech start off their season. Um, you know, Tech's always just this really weird team. Um, they they will beat teams you have you don't expect um, for them to beat. When I was there, they beat Auburn. Um, uh, so you don't know what Tech team you're going to get and it doesn't matter who the coach is tech just plays weird uh they got to start off the season strong getting a good non-conference game win like this would be a huge ego boost because i do think they're going to do well and finish one or two in their conference so i'm going with my heart just like you did with your your team and i'm going to pick tech in a squeaker over arkansas because i don't think arkansas is good yeah, let's hope both our teams do it, man. Should be a great weekend. I'm so glad that real football is here. Yes. Um, we got our first weekend of NFL action next weekend. We'll touch on that um, next week. But, man, I bring it. Um, we got some games tonight, so so I hope everyone's enjoying football tonight. I know. Tonight it is time. It is time. It is time. It is football season time. About time. Well, Ted, we're not completely done with football. I do want to mention everybody about our NFL fantasy football league that you and I um, are leading and inviting all of our hangout fans to join. Um, it's coming up fast, man. Live draft is this Saturday. Spots are still open. If you want to play, 
Um, either email us at tothehangout at gmail.com and we'll send you the details. Or you can just go to nfl.com. Um, uh, the draft is now open. You can just go search for it and join online if you want to. Search for the Hangout through their uh, custom leagues that are out there and you'll find us. Um, but like I said, if you want details, just you can just send us an email to the hangout at, at gmail.com. Uh, should be a lot of fun, Ted. Okay, let's talk movies, man. All right. It's time to talk the fall movie schedule, which for the purposes of tonight's discussion, we're going to take September, October, and November and look at those films that are coming out. We're going to highlight the major movies coming out each week. We may hit on some uh, independent films um, sprinkled throughout. Uh, we'll give a... Uh, we'll kind of go over each movie and then at the end of the month we're going to give a prediction on which movie we think is going to have the biggest opening box office weekend of that particular month. With that, gets, let's get started. Uh, kicking all things off, first weekend of September, this weekend, we've got a few new movies. Uh, we've got, um, let's see, we've got the, the, the Light Between Oceans, we've got Morgan... And we've got Yoga Hoosers. Um, Light Between Oceans is the Michael Fassbender, Alicia Vikander, Rachel Weiss film. Um, Morgan is actually directed by Luke Scott, Ridley Scott's son. Um, Sci-fi thriller. Looks a lot like Ex Machina uh, meets Species. It's, it's about a bioengineered human um, that goes crazy. A uh, ton of great actors, Paul Giamatti, Toby Scott, Jennifer Jason Lee, Kate Mara, and then Yoga Hosers, uh, independent film, Kevin Smith directed, stars, uh, his daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter. Depp actually makes a cameo in the film. Um, what, 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 um, what, uh, what do you think about these movies this weekend, Will? Um, well, definitely not a strong weekend for movies. Um, if I if I had to go see one, the one I'm most interested in would be Morgan. Um, I loved Ex Machina. I thought that was a great film. If you if anyone hasn't seen that, go watch it. You know, no, Ex Machina is is brilliant. I, I think Morgan is uh, everything I've heard. I'm not saying it's is a notch yeah, I'm not below. Saying it's Ex Machina. Yeah, I, I, I wish yeah, it was I, a little bit more original, especially think since i think luke scott's got a bright future in the business um i would have liked to have seen him direct something a little bit more original since i think there's a lot of even from the trailers you can tell yeah. there's a lot of similar beats with ex machina well yeah you know 20 20 year old will would be all over yoga house yoga hosers um nazi I mean, the, sausage, the sausage is called bratsies by the way what the 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 main villain of the film oh, the, are yeah. Nazi sausages that are called Bratzies. They're like this big, and they're played by Kevin Smith. This looks like you talked about um, sausage party and having to be drunk and high to go see. I think this is the only way you could see this movie and not walk out. Yeah, I mean, you, and I like you Kevin Smith. Said kind of, yeah, you already kind of said the lead in. I mean, Lily Rose Depp, who's the star of this movie. Daughter of Johnny Depp, daughter of uh, uh, Vanessa Paradis. Both of them have cameos in the movie, so that is kind of cool that her parents are in there. And then, like you said, Kevin Smith's daughter also is the other star. Harley Quinn Smith. Love the name, Ted. Yeah, I do too. And, uh, that doesn't surprise me with Kevin. So it's, 
yeah. and then I have I have no I have no interest in the light between oceans. I think that's actually going to be a really I, good film. I'm not sure I'd. S- yeah, I might see I, it, it at I home. Would probably I'm not, watch it on Netflix when yeah. it comes out. It it might be something I go look out for because I do think that there could be some Oscar performances in that film. Um, I mean, yeah, it's got Fassbender, it's got Alicia Vikander, it's got Rachel Weisz. All three could be Oscar contenders. I mean, they've all been Oscar contenders. It, it in would the past. make it would make a great, yeah, it would make a great, it would great make a great date film um, based on the M. L. Stedman novel. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's gonna be a great movie. Um, just not something I'd go see by myself, but definitely probably would probably watch with with the, with the wife. Uh, yeah, agreed. All right. Um, uh, so the week of September 9th, we've got Sully, which is the the movie about. Um, the pilot that dumped the plane in the Hudson, saving all the passengers a few years ago, starring Tom Hanks. Um, not sure. Directed it's, by Clint Eastwood. Yes, thank you. Directed by Clint Eastwood. Not sure it's quite Oscar bait quality, but looks really, really good. And it's definitely, and we'll get to the other one later on, it's definitely the Tom Hanks movie I'm going to be seeing this fall, versus the other one we'll get to later. Um, the Disappointment Room, Kate Beckinsale horror film. And yeah. then uh, When the Bow Breaks, Morris Chestnut, Regina Hall looks like they can't have a baby, find a surrogate to have one for them. Looks a little like Fatal Attraction meets, um, oh crap, what was that Rebecca De Mornay film back in the 90s? You know what I'm talking about? Looks like a cross between I those do. two films. I do, but I don't think this is anything like it because this is a drama. Those were uh, like thrillers. I know, <laughs> but, but yeah, like I, I'm not sure. Um, and then the wildlife animation to take on the Robin yeah, you'll, Crusoe. You'll be, seeing that. you'll be seeing that with the daughter. I don't know, because here's what worries me about that film. I'm pretty sure the original name for that film was Crusoe. Uh, because yeah, based the, on Robinson Crusoe. Right, yeah. and so I think the original name for the film was Robinson Crusoe, and for whatever reason, they changed it to the wildlife, and when a movie like that changes from something that you would know, like Robinson Crusoe, to something that doesn't make sense... I kind of wonder why they would do that, and it makes me worried about the quality of the film. Yeah, I. Any uh, other as thoughts far as on Fort Ted? Um, Sully's definitely the movie I'm in, I'm wanting to go see. It I'm looks tremendous. To see it by myself because the I found out I found out that the wife, my wife, is a flight attendant. Oh, she's getting together with a whole bunch of other flight attendants to go see this movie. Oh, that makes sense. So. That that makes sense. Like, um, we do the same thing at NASA when we go see Martian and, and those type of movies. So. Um, no, the Sully actually Sully legitimately looks like a really good film. Like I, I'm for sure gonna go out and see that. Um, uh, yeah. I, I, I think that looks like a really good film. All right, the week of 16 September, we've got uh, Blair Witch sequel to the Blair Witch Project, um, Bridget Jones Diary sequel. Good grief, Bridget Jones's baby. Yes, thank you. I said Bridget Jones Diary, didn't I? Um, Snowden, which is the film about um, Snowden, uh, starring Je- uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Zachary Quinto, Reese uh, Ifnaz, yeah. and Timothy Oliphant. Uh, George- Joseph Gordon-Levitt playing Snowden um, looks yeah. actually looks like a really good film. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that one's directed by Oliver Stone. Yes, got thank you. His thank stamp you. All over it. And, yeah, and it's got which means it's going to play hard and loose with the facts, but it's going to be a really well-made film. Um, and it's good to see Oliver Stone stepping back in it because I think the last film he did was W and that was horrible. Regardless of your, where you are in the political spectrum, yeah, W it, was not a good, good film. Um, and then the one I'm actually kind of, 
the maybe the most interested in that for that week, which is an independent film, is Beatles Eight Days a Week, which is a Ron Howard directed documentary about the the years the Beatles toured. Uh, looks yeah. amazing. Uh, really yeah, want to. I'm, s- I'm all in. I'm all in on this documentary, Ted. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm afraid that I'm going to have to go somewhere because I'm pretty sure it's not going to be. You know, you and I both live in the burbs. You north of Dallas and me south of Houston. Oh yeah, I'm pretty we're, sure we're this not, film it's is not going to be playing out near us. No, I'm I'm going to be making the trek uptown that weekend to go see this film because I mean it's got lots of interviews. Some you know some current with McCartney and and then some older footage with with Lennon and Harrison. There's a lot of unseen footage that that has never been released before it looks as a Beatles fan as somebody that owns every single Beatles song as as someone who has you know seven original Beatles albums on vinyl I I love I I will go see this movie I'm gonna go figure out a way to go see this film that's probably honestly the one I'm gonna go see this weekend that weekend yeah I I I mean I am Interested also in Snowden, but it's not a movie that I'm just going to stop down to go see. Uh, yeah, no, I do want to go see Snowden. You're absolutely right. I'm just not sure. I, since I'm going to be going into town to make a day of it to go see this uh, Beatles film, um, I'm not sure I'll go see Snowden on that same weekend, but you're right. I will be seeing Snowden at some point. Okay, what's coming out the next week? All right, Magnificent Seven. Uh, the Denzel, oh, yeah. Denzel Washington, Peter, Peter Skarsgård, Ethan Hawke, uh, Chris Pratt, Vincent D'Onofrio remake of the sixties yep. film, sixties, seventies, yeah. something like that. Um, looks, it looks great. It looks, looks like awesome. a lot of fun. It looks like something that would have been a a, a summer blockbuster film. Quite honestly, uh, I'm always up for a really good western. Uh, this looks like a really fun film. Um, and then yeah, the, so. the the animated Storks film with Kelsey Grammer, Key. Key and Peele, Andy Samberg, uh, doing the voices. Uh, Will, your yeah, thoughts yeah, on these two them. films? Well, uh, yeah, definitely uh, going to be out seeing Magnificent Seven. Um, it might be might be the best Western we've had since Tombstone. Um, or not Tombstone, Unforgiven. Clint Eastwood, Unforgiven. Tombstone was There's good. I don't know which one came out first. Out there. What? Which one came out first? Did Unforgiven come out? Unforgiven came out before. Came out before Unforgiven. I okay, think Unforgiven was the last one. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, both great films. And and but right. Yeah, we're, we're digressing. I'm really looking forward to Magnificent Seven. I I'm going to come clean. I've never seen the original. Oh my god. So so I've seen so I've seen the original original. Seven Samurai. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, what's it called? It's not called Magnificent Seven. Seven right? Samurai. It's, called, it's Seven Samurai. Yeah. It's um. Seven yeah. Uh, Great film, uh, absolutely. Seven Samurai is an amazing film, and and everybody that likes film should go see that movie. Uh, Magnificent yeah, this, Seven. This, this is yeah. As far as from today on, Magnificent Seven is the next movie that I'm looking forward to the most of all of that we've talked about so far. This is it. Agreed. Uh, absolutely agreed. All right. Um, the last weekend of September brings us Deepwater Horizon, um, which is the story of the BP oil rig that blew up off in the Gulf Coast uh, a few years ago, starring Mark Wahlberg, directed by Peter Berg. Looks very intense. Trailer looks great. Uh, Peter Berg, Mark Wahlberg have worked well together in the past. They teamed up. They did Lone Survivor. Uh, Looks like a really good film. Um, Masterminds also comes out that weekend. Comedy with Zach Galifianakis, Owen Wilson, Kristen Wiig. 
uh, Kate McKinnon. Yeah, it's all, Jason, it's all the girls. Yeah, yeah. it's basically a uh, all the all the kids from uh, the Ghostbusters movie. It's everyone except for um, what's her name? McCarthy. McCartney. McCarthy. McCartney. Yeah. Um, based on true events, which I kind of found interesting. Um, I don't oh. know it. I'm coming clean. I'd like Zach Galifianakis in very small doses. I think he plays the exact same character every single movie. Um, oh yeah, he, which is my issue with a lot of the the comedians today. I think I think McCarthy does the same. She plays the same character too, and I think she's funny. I just think she plays the exact same character in every single movie, and it 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 wears thin. Um, I agree. And then an interesting movie is the Miss Peregrine's Home. Yeah, for I'm looking pe- forward to this one, man. Yeah, uh, for Peculiar Children, uh, directed by Tim Burton. Uh, people are calling it Tim Burton's X-Men. Um, I I actually think this looks really, really good. Uh, my girlfriend's I actually do. read the, the book. The trailer hooked me, line and sinker. Yeah, my, my girlfriend. I love the trailer for this book. Uh, my girlfriend actually read the book and said it was really, really good. So, um, I... I'm actually interested. I'm uh, of the the movies that come out this weekend. I'm probably going to see Miss Peregrine's. If I don't, it'll be Deep Water. Well, that, this is the thing. Now we're getting spoiled because we have Magnificent Seven the week before. I want to see. I definitely want to see Deep Water Horizon, and I definitely want to see Miss Peregrine. This could be a two a two movie weekend for me, Ted. I, I yeah, no, I agree. It, it, there are. Um, we're starting, you know, September starts out slow, but it, it ends pretty well. And then we get into October and November with some big movies. So of those movies, Will, what do you think is going to end up with the biggest box office for that month of September? So, yeah. So, well, the movie the movie that I think is going to have the best opening weekend is Deepwater Horizon. See, I think I it's think Magnificent it's gonna, Seven. See, I, I think, I know, I, I wanted to go there, but... Westerns just sometimes don't do as well. I know, but with and that, with that I, cast, I don't see how. Yeah. I just don't see how it doesn't win the box office. Well, well, I, I don't. I don't know if it's going to suck in the the women. That's my concern. My wife's. We've seen plenty of trailers for it. She's lukewarm on it. Yeah, but, Whereas, but the, the ladies like Deep Chris Water Horizon. Pratt. The ladies like Chris Pratt. They do, but. They don't like westerns. It's kind of yeah, I know. you know that's the thing. I, I mean, hey, hey, this could be a battle of one A and one B. You could have deep, you know, no, I yeah, close. I just think, I just think Deepwater Horizon has the blockbuster part of it. It's got the history. It's got the cast. And assuming, you know, critics don't come out bashing it like it doesn't get bad reviews leading up to it, I could see it easily. I could see it having. You know, I don't think any movie's gonna have an awesome opening weekend now that we're in the fall, but I could see it doing like sixty million. Yeah, I could buy that. All right, going in into October, uh, the two main movies we will start out with the first weekend of October, October seventh, is Birth of a Nation, which is the Nate Turner uh, directed movie um, uh, about a slave revolt. And then uh, The Girl on the Train, which is the Emily Blunt, Rebecca Ferguson. Um, looks like a good mystery thriller. Kind of reminds me a bit of the Affleck Gone Girl, I think it was. Um, I, I, You know, if you'd have asked me three or four months ago, I would have said I nobody was more excited to go see Birth of a Nation than me. Um, I, I'm not sure. Uh, for those that aren't aware... Um, 
there's been some not that it hasn't been out there for 20 years but um there are some rape allegations about against nate turner that came out um or resurfaced rather um and uh i some of the details that have come out from that whole thing have been quite disturbing and i just don't it's unfortunate because I think this is a well-made film. I think some of the story needed to be told. I I think it's gonna hurt based on that. Uh, Will, do you have any anything else to add? Um, no. You you spoke um, everything. I I do think I'm gonna end up seeing Girl on the Train. Yeah, no, that I looks really good. These trailers, so yeah, I, um, I, that looks like a good thriller. Yeah, Emily Blunt's great actress. I love her in almost everything she's been in. So I'm all in on Girl on the Train. I'll be seeing that. Yeah, you're right. Birth of a Nation, um, Matt Turner. Now he he stars and directs the film. So yep. that is interesting. All right. The following weekend, the only kind of significant film that comes out on the weekend of the 14th is The Accountant, which is a Ben Affleck uh, starring film. Also has Anna Kendrick, J.K. Simmons, John Bernthal, Jeffrey Tambor, John Litgow. John Litgow. Um Ben Affleck plays a math savant, autistic financial analyst for really bad people, but also maybe a hitman. Yeah. I, I can't yeah, tell. Who, I know. I think they're trying to sell this on the cast and Ben Affleck. And yeah, I mean, I'll probably end up seeing it too. May not. This may not be one I see opening weekend. Might bleed into the second weekend. But... I, it's probably a good film. Um, I, hey, you mentioned him, John Bernthal, The Punisher is in it. So, hey, I'm probably going to go see it for him. It's got John yeah. Lithgow, who I abs- I think John Lithgow is one of the great actors un- and extrememely underrated. Oh, yeah. uh, what's, what'll be interesting yeah, I, about I this, uh, what's interesting about this film is the rumor is that the studio wants to turn this into a franchise. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays with the crowd. Um, all right, the following weekend, I God, I can't believe I got to say this word, this this movie title, Boo, a Medea Halloween. That's all I'm gonna say. And then the Tom Cruise Jack Reacher sequel, Never Go Back. Um, didn't see the original. Stars Tom Cruise. Eh. This might be a good weekend for me to get caught up on some films that I missed well, from September. Yeah. I mean, I, I really did like the original Jack Reacher. Um, the problem with this, Ted, is uh, we have a new director for this second Jack Reacher. Um, this one is directed by uh, the, the, the Edward Zwick. The first Jack Reacher was directed by Christopher McCrary, which if you recognize that name, he directed Michigan Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, Edge of Tomorrow, and he's attached to the next Mission Impossible, which is currently in pre-production. So him and Tom Cruise have been churning out great films. Yeah, that's he's true. He's not behind this one. He's not behind this, but yeah, but keep in mind, he's not directing the sequel, so I am a little hesitant. Who's directing this about, one? This one's being directed by Edward Zwick. And see, Christopher McCrary had to, he had to choose Jack Reacher 2 or MI6. Oh, and that's right. He that's chose right. MI6. So, um, but yeah, it's, and, uh, and, and uh, he's also going to be directing a sequel to Edge of Tomorrow. So I'm lukewarm on it, but I'm still going to see it just because of how well the first Jack Reacher was to me. Um, a movie you, you didn't mention that comes out this weekend, too, is a comedy called Keeping Up with the Joneses. Mm. Um, I think this could be actually pretty funny. It's got Gal Gadot, John Hamm. Again, your favorite actor is Zach Galifianakis. 
Um, but the you know the plot seems. I think this would be a good you know a good little date flick and laugh okay. some, but similar similar to the other movie that you know Zach you know Zach's going to play the same character as in the other movie he's in this 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 fall. But yeah, definitely uh, not the uh, strongest weekend. But hey, like I said, we've got football coming in. So true, very true. In these movies is going to be hard. All right, the last weekend of October is uh, we'll start with the horror sequel Rings. Um, which is a sequel to the Great Ring film. Um, probably won't see it. Uh, I've heard really bad things about this sequel, whereas the original film was was really good, really good horror film. And this has come from somebody that's not a big horror guy. And then the aforementioned second Tom Hanks film, Inferno, uh, based off of the latest Dan Brown novel, directed by Ron Howard. Starring Tom Hanks, people would think, how does this fail? You've got Ron Howard and Tom Hanks, and none of the movies have been good. None of them. Not one of the Dan Brown movies have been good. I don't understand how you can combine Ron Howard and Tom Hanks and make crappy movies, but they've managed to do it, and I don't expect this one to be any better. I kind of liked them. I'm sorry. So I'll say I know. this. I, I'm, they I'm were one f- of the suckers. L- let me say this. They were fine. But you would expect Ron Howard and Tom Hanks, Apollo 13, know, exactly. to be you put, tremendous. You put this cast and crew together, you expect a much better film than what we're getting. Now, I haven't read any of the books. Okay, so I've so read them all. So for all I know, the source material is bad. I've read them all. Uh, the book, This latest book was not very good. Um, yeah. So yeah, I. That's what I'm, I mean. I'll I'm watch it on Netflix it. or something. Yeah, I. I know it, it's it's it doesn't require me to really turn my brain on, so I like that. I'm a sucker of these. His, I mean, I know there's they're not historical. I'm just saying I'm a sucker of these kind of mystery, going through you know, quote unquote real places to find clues. I'm a sucker for stuff like that. You know, Tom Hanks, I could watch him almost, you know, read read the paper to me or anything. I agree, so yes. Good. I agree on that. It is cool. It is going to be cool to see Felicity Jones. For those that know, yes. she is going to be, she's the main character of Rogue One. So get to see her uh, two Rogue months One. before the Star Wars film. But yeah, and then obviously not interested in rings. The first ring was really good. I could still watch it today. But actually, this might be the third ring film, Ted. I think I you're right. I second, think this is the third ring. You know, but and the first two like were said, good, but this one know. looks horrible. It looks like a cross between rings and final destination yeah this will not be one of those yeah this has been a good year for horror films this making is not going to be one this of those. will not be one of them i agree all right so that ends up october what what do you think is going to be the big box office winner from this one yeah this was tough um choosing the the film that was going to have the best weekend i went with the accountant yeah i think ben affleck's got name and and i think exactly. uh especially with that cast I think it's going to pull. I don't think it's going to be a huge box office, but I think no. I think it'll be enough to be the biggest box office of the week, of the month. All right. Okay. Let's, let's now let's we get it into, into the, the in November. Now we're starting the holiday season, and the first week of November is starting the holiday season of movies. We yes, start November big, off big movie. Well, to me, there's a like. There's a lot. This so is a great. This is a great first weekend of November, Ted. Agreed. So we start off with the epic trolls film. Um, yes, I'm, I'm kidding. Which, which um, looks good. The animated Macy with the kid looks kind of like the Smurfs thing, musical something. Looks cute. 
I'll, I'll go I'll go see it with the kid. But the the big films we're talking about is um, Doctor Strange, um, the the newest film of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, looks visually stunning. I, I think, and we've talked about this before. I think this has the the potential to be one of the best Marvel films. Uh, may also be one of the Marvel films that doesn't have the biggest box office just because it's so different, so unique, and such a widely unknown character compared to some of the other ones. And then yeah. we've got the Mel Gibson-directed Sam Worthington, Andrew Garfield, Hugo Weaving-starring Hacksaw Ridge film uh, that we talked about a couple weeks ago when we did the trailer review. Looks tremendous. I hope people will go see this film, even though it's directed. It look, if people are seeing Woody Allen films, still, good God, you can go see a Mel Gibson film. I'm sorry. I I yeah, I agree. Go see it, man. He may he say what you will about him, but he is a great director. This movie looks like he's got his stuff back. You know, he's got the magic. The cast is great. The story is great. You know, yeah, I love the whole the, the back of it about you know Andrew Garfield playing this World War II American Army medic who just refuses to kill people and becomes the first conscientious like objector, that. as they call it, to be awarded the Medal of Honor. I mean, it's yeah, it, it, it sounds it like it looks like just a, and it's it just looks beautifully. Uh, I don't know who the cinematographer is on the film, but it, it just looks beautiful. Um, and I, I hope people will go see this film. Go see it for Andrew Garfield. Go see it for Sam Worthington. Go see it for Hugo Weaving. Um, go see yeah, those. Go see it. Go see it. Yeah. Go, go see, see it, it for the director the of. Other people. Go see it for the director of Braveheart. Go. My God, Braveheart's one of the best yeah. films, period. And this is the guy that's directing. Yes, he's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but he's still a brilliant director. I think he's still. He may have lost it. We don't know. But this is going to tell you. I think this is going to give you a very good indication. No, I, I agree. I mean, we're all taught to be forgiven. Go in, just you know, go in with an open mind and just enjoy it. You know, support everyone else that's involved with making movies like this. Like you said, we're all hoping it's great, and I hope it is. Um, but I just want to say, based on the trailers and the, and the words that we've heard from it, definitely interested in this movie. Going back to Doctor Strange, Ted, yes. you're right. You said this could, this could possibly be the best film, like visually, story-wise, that we've seen from the Marvel Universe, yet probably make the fewest money. I completely agree with you. There's a lot about this movie that I think scares off the non-comic book fans. It's, you know, there's, this it's, is going to be one of the most... You know, it's not a name property. Right. You know, a lot of people don't know what Doctor Strange means or is. Yet, the saving grace is it's got a great cast. My wife saw Rachel McAdams pop, pop up on a trailer, and she said, I want to see that. So that's great. Great no, casting by Marvel. Yeah, that's and a really so good point. I, but I, but I, do, I do think I, do, you know, I think it'll do kind of like Ant-Man money, you know? If it's it does Ant-Man money, I, I think, you know, in all honesty, if the reviews are good, I could see it surprising – and 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 kind of doing an extended stick around until Thanksgiving, and we'll talk about that later. Um, 
Yeah. And doing like a Guardians of the Galaxy type thing where it just kind of sticks around and sticks around and sticks around and sticks around and builds up and builds up and builds up yeah, that, I, that box office. Yeah, I agree. It may not have a great opening weekend, Ted, but with good reviews, it could have awesome and really strong legs. And you're right. It could still be out in the theater as we get into an, as we as we approach another movie, you know, yep. as we move into December. Yep. So, um, Ted, let's move on to the uh, – oh, anything you want to talk about with, no. about Trolls? No. We talked about it. Okay, All what right. comes out this week? Uh, 11th November, we've got a couple of really very different films, but both look really interesting. First is the Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner, Forrest Whitaker sci-fi movie Arrival, which to me looks really good. Uh, looks like a very intellectual science fiction film, almost like Contact was uh, that with Jodie Foster back in the 90s. Uh, to me, it looks like a very under-the-radar science fiction hit. Um, uh, so I'm really excited to see that. And then the other one is this Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk, which stars Vin Diesel, Steve Martin, Chris Tucker, Kristen Stewart, uh, directed by Ang Lee, based on a novel about an Iraq soldier who is being honored during the halftime of a football game. And then this film itself is is told through these flashbacks and 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 the gist of it is that um the story is about the difference between what actually happened and then what is kind of sold to the american public and how those don't always match and you see a lot of the emotional scarring that that occurs in in our soldiers um i i think it's going to be a an incredibly intense very emotional very moving film that's definitely not going to be for everybody but um could be a really special film uh well what are your what are your thoughts about these that week's releases um first i'll start with billy lynn's long halftime walk yeah i i think this is gonna be a very emotional drama uh, might be a movie i wait to watch at home um just so i think it's gonna be a movie i'm probably gonna want to pause and take breaks during the film yeah but I do look at. I love the cast. Um, going to uh, the other film, it's uh, the movie's called Arrival. Ted, you think you mentioned the Arrival? That's the Charlie Sheen one. Oh God, uh, you're this right. This is not the one we're talking. I, yeah, about. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Thank I, I, you. I, you. I do not want to get mixed up with that one. No, exactly. That was a terrible film. I I think this looks really good because it's going to be. I think it's going to be a completely different take of how we deal with aliens. You know quote-unquote arriving on earth so i i i am um, looking forward to it i think roles like this is what amy adams is really good at yes um uh, force whitaker hey huge fan of his you can't go wrong so, with uh, any film force whitaker is especially the one in december that we uh, don't get to talk about tonight exactly and jeremy renner is a good supporting actor so i'm secondary character actor so i'm, I'm definitely interested in both these movies ted but arrival might be the only one i actually see in theaters yep all right, uh, 18th, uh, weekend of the 18th, um, there's just a little film coming out called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, uh, which for those that don't know is the Harry Potter World spinoff, uh, Eddie Redmayne, Colin Farrell, um, spoiler, it's probably, well, I think it is going to be the hit of the fall, um, as much as I love Doctor Strange, I think this is yeah. going to be the biggest box office oh, winner, um, but there this, are... This, this is- yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, yeah, this is we're just skip ahead. There's no, no reason to this is definitely gonna be the movie that makes the most money of the fall, of the winter, 
up until we get to a film that we can't discuss tonight, we will discuss in a future episode. But yes. this will make the most money until we get to a certain movie that comes out in December. I agreed. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, and, and, and having said that, it has to. Like, there are huge expectations. Not only does WB want to do a trilogy of these films, they want to make sure that people still love Harry Potter because there's already talk, there was news released today or yesterday that they want to do a trilogy based off of the the play that just came out, uh, the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, um, bringing back the original cast. So there are huge expectations on this film. Yeah, every every studio wants that uh, flagship tentpole franchise, you know, like Star Wars, like Marvel has. DC's desperate. You know, Warner Brothers is trying to do that with DC, but they're not being 100% successful yet. So this is another plan B for them. They want Harry Potter. They want that franchise. And they know they can go back to that franchise. Yep, I I agree. I I think. And hey, hey. They're doing what they need to do. They brought they brought in David. They have a great cast. They brought in David Yates to direct for, and he did the last four Harry Potter movies. Yep. So they got continuity from that point. He's already signed on Ted for the next Fantastic Beasts. So they're ready, planning to make at least one more. Yep. Like you said, they want to continue this thing for the next 10, 20 years. Exactly. All right. We we finish up with Thanksgiving weekend uh, with three films. One is. Uh, the a Brad Pitt thriller called Allied. It's based in 1942 during World War II about an intelligence officer's relationship with a French resistance fighter. Um, we then get Bad Santa 2. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton is back in the first holiday film of the season. Um, my worry is that it's a comedy sequel and I'm not sure there's been that many comedy sequels that are all that good. And then Moana which is the latest Disney film? Yes. Um, starring The Rock. Um, and this this is going to be a huge hit. Like, it's got The Rock. It's, oh, yeah. it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Um, oh, yeah. I agree. Um, the Rock. The that rock might is be the, the film. The Rock is... That, you know, we talked about Fantastic Beasts staying number one and making a whole lot of money. I, I'm not gonna say it's going to, but I could, I could see the potential that if it's well reviewed, it's Thanksgiving Day weekend. Parents could take their kids to go see Moana. Um, I could see Moana beating it that very next weekend. I don't know. Um, it also depends on how that happening, Ted. The only way, yeah, the only way I see that happening is if Fantastic Beasts gets some bad reviews. And it has a week, second weekend. I, I, I think it's gonna. I, can, I think Moana is gonna make a lot of money. I do. Um, everything I'm hearing about this movie is strong. Dwayne Johnson playing the, uh, the hero at demigod. I mean, hey, was he built for any better role? No, I agree. I, I think it's. I, I think it's from the only thing. I, I the only. So here's the only question I have about like going back to Fantastic Beasts is, is it gonna be too intense to take kids to? Because if it is, then I think that's how Moana could win. Because can I take my five-year-old daughter to go see Fantastic Beasts? I don't know, but I know I can take her to go see Moana. No. Well, the good thing is you can do both. You got time of the week. It's a holiday weekend. But let me ask you this. Let me turn around on you. Would you take your daughter to see any of those last four Harry Potter movies? 
No. Okay. Well, it's probably going to be a similar tone, I would think. Yeah. No, not yet. So that, not yet. That's what I'm saying. It's not going. Granted, not gonna, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want her to see the second film because of the damn huge ginormous spider that freaks the crap out of me. Well, let's be honest here. Sure, like that second sure film scares the crap out of me. That damn spider. I don't like it. Oh, the, I don't the like three-headed it. dog. You were cool with. The, in the first no, one. dog's fine. The, the ginormous <laughs> no, no, freaking I, I, spider. The thing. These Fantastic Beasts aren't all going to be cute and cuddly. No, so I agree. yeah, there are going to be you know some scare some scary elements of it, but we'll see. You're right. Children under five or six may not. You know, may, you know, Fantastic Beasts might be a little too scared for him, but you're right. You know, go, go show Moana. I just think if Fantastic Beasts is a good film and it gets pretty good reviews, then I think you're going to have a lot of kids, a lot of, you know, heck, people our age probably go see it multiple times. Oh, yeah, no, I will, I'm going to go see Fantastic Beasts a few times. I mean, I'm going to see it the opening weekend. I'm probably going to see it the weekend of Thanksgiving um, uh, as well. I, I, I am... I think it's probably going to beat Moana that weekend. I'm just saying that's probably the only hiccup it's got until the that that particular film that comes out in December. All right, so that, that wraps right, up Ted, our uh, fall movie preview. Thank you, Ted. Um, well, let's, we just got a little bit of time left to hit on some quick hits. So, Ted, what do you have for us? All right, first, um, we'll start with a Star Wars story. Ian McDermott. Uh, the Emperor, was at Amsterdam Comic Con in an interview there, let it be known that he was not in Rogue One. Will, do you A, do you buy this, and do you think this means that we're only going to mention of the Emperor but won't actually see them, or are we even going to get a mention of him in the film? Well, Ted, I went back and watched the first trailer, because if you remember the first teaser, there was that scene there was that scene that I think was inside the Death Star where you saw the Imperial Guards and you saw a guy in a cloak walk in, and we're you know we're, so the guards are there, you, so the emperor's got to be there somewhere. They don't go with you know they don't go around I without the emperor. Too. So I I, I, I agree. I, I, I don't know. Hey, I don't know. This could either be a red herring, or like you said, they're either mentioning him, or we're hearing that maybe they might find a way to, you know, tease in Snoke. Who we don't know. No one knows the backstory to Snoke. Yeah. So does something happen in Rogue One that makes Snoke disappear during the trilogy, episodes four, five, yeah, and six? That's because he's be not sticky. around in those. I films. know. I know. I know. And I kind of feel like part of me feels like they almost have to do something, but like that's so sketchy too. Because I think that's one of the issues we had with the prequels, where there's so many inconsistencies between the prequels and the regular film that I I, I get what you're saying. I, I don't know. I'm I'm going I'm going with he's lying. <laughs> he is the anti Mads okay. Mickelson. Um, okay. Speaking of which, uh, we'll move into some um, Doctor Strange news. Dan Harmon was, uh, as we discussed, was brought on to do some rewrites, and now he may have inadvertently let a spoiler slip. At Comic Con, Harmon was showing fans his computer screen, giving the folks a glimpse of an upcoming script of. Um, TV show. Some eagle-eyed people in the audience saw some files on the side of his screen, and one of them labeled was Strange Confronts Dormammu. We've known that Matt Mickelson is playing Cas- Casillas 
in the upcoming Strange film and is acting as the main antagonist. However, Dormammu is Strange's primary, Strange's primary villain in the comics. Will, any chance Mad's character could be a misdirection and we get Dormammu in the upcoming Doctor Strange film? Or could this be a post credit scene? Um, I think it's a post credit scene, Ted. I think this is to set up a uh, Doctor Strange sequel. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I Doctor think- Strange is one of those characters... That you can't sprinkle in on all these Marvel films, you know, uh, and so I think they're hoping, okay, this one does well enough that it can set up a sequel, similar how we're getting a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 movie. And then also I could see any Doctor Strange sequel probably connecting with Guardians of the Galaxy more because they're both part of this multiverse. Yep. But yeah, I I think it's a post-credit scene. Yeah, and I think what what the post-credit scenes will post-credit scene will show is that Dormammu was the one pulling Caselus's strings the whole time. Yes, exactly. That I think, I think while, that's where Caecilius is getting his power. Yeah, yes. that while Caecilius is the, the primary villain, Dormammu really is truly the big bad. The overarching yeah, big bad. Yeah, he's the Thanos. He's the Thanos of the Doctor Strange, Strange films. Universe. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. All right, I'm going to skip the next story, Will, because we're running out of time, and I want to—I do want to hit the last two that are on the run sheet. So we'll go into uh, some DC news. Ben Affleck released some test footage of Deathstroke online, leading to speculation that the character may be the main villain in the upcoming Batman film. Will, what do you think of the test footage, and where do you think he'll show up? Oh, I, I'm excited about seeing Deathstroke, man. Um, and I think he fits perfectly in a Batman solo film. Um, he's almost—he's not big enough of a heel of a you know no. of an enemy to be in a Justice League. Um, but I think he fits perfectly in a Batman solo film. Keep in mind, we've already seen Deathstroke in the uh, uh, Warner Brother TV show. You know, he yeah. was, he showed up on Arrow for multiple episodes and played by um, played wonderfully well by Ma, uh, Manu Bennett. Manu Bennett. Exactly. And uh, rumors are that Joe Manganiello. Uh, is possibly um, set to play him in the movie. He was really good in True Blood. I know you didn't watch yes. True Blood, but he was a really good actor in that. Um, here's a funny thing. I don't. I didn't know this, so I read it today. You know where the name Deathstroke? You know, Deathstroke sounds very similar to Death, Deadpool. And, Deathstroke. You know, Deadpool's came first. real name is Wade Wilson. Yes. Deathstroke's real name is Slade Wilson. De- no, that, yeah, De- Deadpool is a spoof. Uh, was a kind of a spoof of Deathstroke. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So I found that interesting. Yes, I, I agree. I think at, be, at most he shows up in a post-credit scene for J, for Justice League, but I think it's going to be completely separated from Justice League. Yeah, I, exactly. It, you're right. It would be a very last second, maybe end of all of the credits um, Justice League thing to set up Batman. Yep. All right. Uh, our final news bit before we get into our box office previews combines our love of film and wrestling. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Community's Allison Brie has joined the upcoming Netflix TV show focused on the 1980s era wrestling federation, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Will, you got to check the show out when it's released. I'm definitely checking this out, Ted. I was a huge fan of Glow. I was too. Damn it. It was cheesy yeah, as all I, hell. I, I, I don't care. I'm watching it. I am. It, it was it was a guilty pleasure of mine back. You know, I, I mean, I was a kid watching this alongside my uh, WWF days. And hey, man, it, it was it was great. It was I, a great change of pace from what uh, WWF was giving us. Well, and I've always thought doing a scripted 
well, not that wrestling's not a scripted TV show, but you know what I mean. Like a scripted yeah. television scripted show, TV show based yeah. off of wrestling. I've in the back the backstories behind the scenes sort of thing could be extremely fascinating. And if they're gonna base it off of glow, I, I think that's I think that's a really, really cool idea that that I'm I'm all for. And I will definitely check it out and hope that it's good. Okay, Ted. Well, we went over this week's releases during our fall movie preview, so let's just get straight to our box office predictions. All right, I'm I am going to stick that Don't Breathe finishes number one again, uh, and it's probably going to take a well, not a huge drop. It's not going to do it's it's not going to do a fifty percent drop. It's probably going to do closer to a thirty-ish percent drop. So I'm guessing around fourteen to fifteen million dollars. I'm going Light Between Oceans second, Suicide Squad third, Morgan fourth, and Kubo uh, stays in the top five at number five. Yeah, we almost have the exact same top five, Ted. The only difference is I have the other new new release, Morgan at three, and Suicide Squad at four. But hey, <laughs> I have a million dollars. I have a million separating the two. So you have what? Morgan you have has- Morgan at three. I have Morgan at three, Suicide Squad at four, and then Kubo at five. I just think Morgan has a slim chance to maybe maybe break ten million, whereas Suicide Squad, Suicide Suicide Squad could possibly drop all the way down to seven million this this week. I agree with so, that. What do you think? Don't so breathe. I, think, makes- I just think because of that, Morgan might squeeze out a number three finish. I think Don't Breathe will do around sixteen million. Okay. Light Between Oceans right at ten, and then Kubo will hang on in the top five at five million. All right. Very good. All right, what are you doing this weekend? I'm watching football, Ted. Um, well, let me actually let me preface that. <laughs> Saturday, I will be watching football and participating in our hangout fantasy football draft. I will be doing um, the same. So yeah, so just a reminder: you want to do that with us and be part of our weekend. Join our fantasy football league, and you can be part of this draft that's going place that's this Saturday at one Central Standard Time. Um, but besides that, like I said, football. Um, Got like you said, we got lots of big games. I actually, oh Ted, you'll like this. I'm planning to go to the Star Wars store in McKinney Saturday nice. evening. Nice, go check that out after our draft. Uh, Order sixty six in McKinney. Cool. Um, I'm taking, I'm taking a couple. I'm taking Jamie, who's in our league. I'm taking my cousin Mike, huge Star Wars fans, and we're gonna go hit up that store. Awesome. My cousin Mike, man, I was at his house last weekend for the race. He's got so many new Star Wars toys. He's got lightsabers. I didn't know they made these. Like you move them around, they make lightsaber yes. noises. Yes. And if you hit them against each other, they clash and stuff. It's so cool. So we played played with those for about twenty minutes. Um, but yeah, but Star Wars, football, NFL draft, uh, fantasy football draft. UT better win Sunday night. That's my weekend, Ted. How about you? Same. Um, draft on Saturday. Watching a lot of football. Uh, may hit a brewery, uh, up a brewery or two. Um, finish Rebels. Um, that's about it. That's about it. All right, Will. Uh, where can folks find us? Well, first, I just want to remind everyone to go rate our show. Um, so after you're done listening, hit us up on iTunes, even if that's not where you're listening to us currently, and give our podcast a rating. Greatly appreciate it. Um, we can be found on Facebook at Official The Hangout. Um, Twitter and Instagram handles are To The Hangout, number two. So To The Hangout. And if you want to send us an email, a question, comment, uh, email address is to the hangout at gmail.com. You want to reach out to me personally. I'm on I'm on Twitter and uh, 
Instagram at uh, Will DeBrava. That's W-I-L-L-D-O-U-B-R-A-V-A. Twitter and Instagram. Ted, where can we find you? I am on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Barley Vine. That's B-A-R-L-E-Y Vine. Thank you, Ted. Well, that wraps it up for another episode. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening and hope that you join us this coming Monday for our next episode. For Ted Duchesne, I'm Will DeBrava at The Hangout. Good night, everybody.